Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better. Start now. Let's go. Hey, you're on air with Ella, and I have such a treat in store for you today. I have Mandy Kellogg back on the air. Now, let me give you a quick refresher. Mandy was on in episode 316. That was in October 2023, and we had such a robust conversation, such a real-life conversation after Mandy had messaged me on Instagram. But what may not have been clear to you from the very, very top of that episode is That was a replay. That was an episode that I pulled from the archives because I was traveling intensively. And sometimes I do that when I'm traveling. And so I pull out shows that I really love and I rebroadcast them for you. So a lot of you thought that conversation was happening in real time, but guess what? We were fully in a time capsule. That conversation was two years ago. And now Mandy is back on the air, present day, real time. Hi, Mandy. Welcome to the show. Hey, Ella. So good to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you again. (laughs) I know. This is so much fun because in our little time capsule, you were just on the air a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Now it's actually two years later from when that episode was recorded. And I just was dying to talk with you again. It is so wild. I mean, to think it's been two years because just going back myself and re-listening to that episode, so much has changed. It's just, I don't even know who that person is almost. It's been part of the journey, but it has been wild to this last week or so just kind of really think about like where I was and where I am. So can't wait to share it all with you. Just to catch everybody up, if you have not heard episode 316, again, it was October 2023. If you want to go back and listen to that first, definitely recommend, but not necessary. I have a feeling that if you can get over us referencing that conversation a few times, which we'll definitely <laughs> do, that I have I have a feeling that there will still be real gems in this conversation. But if we had our druthers, we would have you listen to episode 316 with Mandy Kellogg and then come back and join us in real time. But anyway, okay, Mandy, just to give everybody like a quick refresher, when I spoke with you, you were 44 years old-ish. You had adolescent kids at home, like a mix of ages. We can get to that. I believe you own your own business. I believe you were homeschooling at the time, may even still be. And you were struggling with, with several things. And the main question that you asked asked me was essentially like, how do you do what you do? At the end of the day, we know what to do. We talked a lot about episode 139 with Jim Fortin and how our brains work and how hard it is to start healthy habits. We talked about food disorders and just like how hard adulting is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we talked about how to really make change happen. And you at that time were right at the precipice of making a lot of change happen. So before we talk to Mandy present day, will you just give us a snapshot of with the benefit of hindsight, who were you two years ago? Yeah. So two years ago, I was definitely, I've all, I feel like if we even go further back than that, I've always been on this journey of trying to figure things out, looking for different rules to follow, whether it was a morning routine or how to lose weight or how to raise my kids or how to homeschool or how to run a business or whatever. There's always been, I've always been searching. I feel like there's always something to learn. So I think I had realized that my kids were at an age where I could actually start doing something for myself and taking care of myself. But 
Um, even though we had kind of been through um, a health journey, like with our family and like learning to eat better and things, it's like, I still wasn't putting it all together. And I feel like I just kind of was like, where do I go from here? I don't know what else to do. I feel like I'm doing all the things. And um, I tend, I like to watch people. I analyze people. I wonder how people do what they do. And I've, I always want to like go up to people and say, how do you do that? If I feel like you look like you have it all together, whatever that means to people, I just want to ask people, how do you do that? Like, what makes you do that? And I remember listen to that Jim Fortin podcast and then going, I'm just going to ask Ella, like, how does she do? Because I don't know, you were just always real conversationalist. Like I've, I had reached out to you several times and you always got back with me. And um, I was like, Ella's going to be that stranger, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, um, that I would go up to and just ask. And so I did. And then we just kind of spawned this conversation and then we, you know, did a podcast on it, but it, I was just searching. And I think, you know, it's, it's a journey. Like everybody's got a journey from there to now. Like I really have discovered, you know, what my journey is and it's pretty exciting. So one thing that I just want to acknowledge in you that I think is so enormously helpful and such a gift is your curiosity. You mm -hmm. describe yourself as a, a pretty analytical thinking type and you like to dig in. And I would say that I think one of your biggest gifts is your curiosity. And one of the reasons I'm highlighting that is because so often it's just so much easier to fall back on shame and self-flagellation and be like, why can't I just do that? You know, and you're looking at the other and you're like, why can't why? I just have what she's having? Why, why, why can't I just do what he's doing? And he makes it sound so simple. Like what's wrong with me? And that's that shame and that self-flagellation. It's familiar. It's easy. And it's as easy and familiar as it is ineffective. When you can convert that to curiosity, you can change your life. And that is, I mean, that is literally, quite literally what you did. So now bring me up to speed. Tell me who you are today. Well, I would say I'm still kind of the same person as in I'm still curious and I'm still searching and always trying to figure out how to better myself. But I think it comes from a different place. I feel like I had a lot of perfectionism. Um, I still can, but it's more about, I think consistency is better than perfectionism. So I think that's kind of been a different thing before. It's like I would dive into doing whatever it was. And if I'm like walking, I had started walking. I remember, you know, just really started going out for walks because I love to walk. But if I missed a day, I was like, well, there goes that, you know, um, and it ruined everything. And well, it doesn't unless you stop. <laughs> so it, you know, I've learned to just continue on. I've also learned that not what one person does is necessarily going to work for me. And it's just, there's a term I've come across within the last year called bio-individuality which is a big word to say, but basically everybody is different. You know, whether it comes to exercise, whether it comes to your your diet, whatever it is, everybody is different because we're not all the same. We're wired the same. Our genetics are different. DNA, everything is just different. So you really can't go up to that stranger in the supermarket and go, how, me, how do you do it? Tell me how you do it because whatever Marsha's doing might not work for Mandy, <laughs> you know? So um, I think that's been the biggest thing that I've realized is that I have, I've come across things that have truly, truly worked for me. And that's been amazing. When you talk about bio-individuality, this is super, super important because it puts like half the internet out of business and it, and we yeah. need to talk about it because 
I'm now at the point where I don't want to be one of those people with a platform that says you need to be doing this and then fill in the blank. Now I do, right. I do start some sentences that way. I definitely think <laughs> sure. that you should be moving your body every day in some way. I, I definitely right. do. And I do believe in some absolutes, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something slightly more nuanced. And that's where I will just speak for me. I went through a phase when I was consuming podcasts and trying to do biohacking and I mean, you name it. And I would essentially do whatever someone who was living the way I wanted to live was doing. You with me? Weird syntax. But what I'm saying is if they were doing it and it was working for them, I was like, why not? Let's try it. I was very (laughs) willy nilly with, with the things that I would try and then get frustrated because I did not magically convert into the idealized version of whatever I was seeing that wasn't Insta for me. And so then you go on this journey where you have to figure it out for yourself and you're like, boo, I don't want to figure it out for myself. Well, we're all here figuring it out for ourselves. So I still hesitate when I share things that are working for me. It took me two years to share the probiotics that are working for me because we're all different and we have different biochemistry and we have different needs and we have different demands. We have different experiences. At the same time, I think one of the best ways to learn, and this can all be true at the same time, one of the best ways to learn is to go to people literally, figuratively, virtually in person, go to people who are doing something better than you in an area of interest to you and ask them how they did it. It doesn't mean you have to try to, you know, body snatch and like live their life and and do exactly what they're doing. Body snatch. I don't know where that just came from. Um, <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what just happened. There. Hashtag. All different show. Um, we don't have to take it all on, but we can take in all these tools, sort through them, keep the ones that work for us and let go of the rest. So I'm dying to hear what you're doing and what's working for you in that spirit. Does that make sense? No, totally. And that actually, I think once I grasp that bio individual, it's so hard to say that bio individuality, uh, once I grasp that, then I was like, well, maybe what I'm doing is not right for somebody else. But if it could help someone, then I would love to share. So with that, just kind of you know, continue to be curious and asking around. I had a good friend that I went to church with and I noticed just how in shape she seemed, you know, and she just seemed like full of energy and just, you know, I was like, what are you doing? Like, she just looked really healthy. And I think that's what it is, like just fit and healthy. So we just struck up a conversation. So she told me about this program and it was basically just, you know, fitness and exercise, nutrition, you know, that kind of thing. And um, it sounded like something that I would be able to do. So I thought, well, I'll give it a shot. And um, so I started this program and I did it for about seven months and it just wasn't a good fit in the end for me. Um, Just nutritionally, it just wasn't the answer to what I was, but what it did spark was a joy in exercise and joy in moving my body and also kind of being more aware nutritionally of what I was putting into my body. And I started realizing I really do like the way I feel with eating whole foods and moving my body each day. At the time, I think I I was just definitely looking for fat loss. And I think that was in March of 2022 when I decided that I was just going to stop doing that because it wasn't, um, like I said, nutritionally what I needed for my body. Um, I still wanted to keep moving my body. So I joined a gym with some friends and we started doing uh, workouts together, which was definitely a little different for me because I usually like to just kind of do my own thing. (laughs) And I actually enjoyed it. It was kind of CrossFit style workout. But what I realized from that was my cortisol levels were going through the roof. And so because I just could not lose any weight. Oh, interesting. Well, and the reason I, I feel like this was what it was, was because here we here I am now I'm 46. Perimenopause is in full swing. 
hormones and everything kind of start getting out of whack and everything. And I'm not so in tune with everything, but I know enough to know my own body that it's like my midsection was not shrinking. I was not, you know, losing size and clothing. I was, I felt strong, but it's like at the same time, I was still putting on weight and my weight was creeping up and I reached like this all time high and it was not all muscle. Let me tell you, it was not all muscle. So I decided to take a break from you know, the CrossFit style training with my friends, even though I love being there and just just not do anything for a little bit. So now we're at the end of the year. I'm at an all time, you know, high with my weight. I'm finding myself to be kind of at that starting point where I was when I spoke with you again, like I'm frustrated again. How did I get to this place again? You know, even with trying to do different things. And one thing that I know that I had, I've kind of always had in and out of my life or you know, a good 10 years or so was intermittent fasting. And I just kind of went back to some basics with that to give myself some gut rest in the morning, you know, um, just kind of cut off eating at night and not snacking at night and just waiting until, you know, maybe lunchtime to start eating again. And this actually was a great thing for me. It's like my body was just like, yes, yes. Um, and I have, I really started having really great results. I started feeling really good and I had mental clarity and all this energy you know, before we were, you know, talking about two years ago, a little bit with like binging and things like that. And where I still can kind of have some of those tendencies, intermittent fasting for me, because it's kind of given me this window of time to eat my meals in, kind of cuts out a lot of that. So that started to change a little bit. Um, I came across a book and this is a couple months after doing a little bit of intermittent fasting called Faster Way to Fat Loss by Jen Stevens. And it kind of changed everything for me. So previously in all of my fasts, there's, I used to do uh, what was considered a dirty fast. I guess I put cream in my coffee, which can work for people. I mean, it really can work for, for people. And I would say it worked for me until all of a sudden it was like, I felt like I was white knuckling a lot. And when I read her book, she is all about the clean fast, meaning you have black coffee or black tea or water in your fasting window. So you're not putting, you know, cream in your coffee, which can cause a, um, yeah, just a glucose spike. Yeah, right, right. So your body is going, Oh, I'm getting ready to so I basically started doing the following the clean fast. And then all of a sudden fasting was very simple, very easy. I was able to put it into, you know, go on vacation and still fast and still work out and fast. And it's just been amazing for me. So through that, I've been able to lose 25 to 30 pounds. I'm at a healthy weight range. And, you know, for my height, I'm five, five and a half, 46 years old, perimenopause, and I've been able to lose 30 pounds. I mean, to me, I feel like that's unheard of because women get to, you know, our age range and it's, and they struggle a lot. So I'm just going to keep on going and just see what happens. Uh, Mandy, what are you doing for movement? Currently, I am walking. That's all I'm doing. Um, I noticed that I took a break in December with uh, the CrossFit style workouts. And then I just kind of just started going to the gym on my own and doing uh, just weight training, just no, no certain program, just on my own. I don't know. I felt like I was still having that cortisol response. Like I was still staying thick in the middle, like which is the, you know, where you're going to notice that, I guess. So my husband said, why don't you just go for walks? Every time you go for walks, you just love walks. Weren't you doing that a few years ago? And I was like, yeah, I remember saying that. Like after I talked to Ella, I was just going for my walks. So I do walk most like this morning, I went for a walk and um, I intended to just walk like two, two and a half miles, which is what I normally do. And I 
lost count of how many times I've gone around my little track that I do um, around our ball field. <laughs> I ended up walking three and a half miles this morning. I was just listening to a podcast and just going, and I was like, why am I doing three and a half miles? But I just love it. Like I could walk all day long. So, but saying that though, I've gotten, I feel like I've done what I needed to do to get my body into a healthy point. And so now just let the fasting do it's, it's like magic. It's like you get body recomposition, um, autophagy. So it'll just over the years, I'm curious to see like where my body goes from here. But so now it's like my mind change has gone from, you know, I got to lose weight, I got to lose weight to what are the health benefits now from fasting that I'm going to get you. Know, so now it's like I'm in it for the, the health benefits, if that makes sense. I mean, of course, losing weight was was for health benefits, because I want to get my pre diabetes under control. So I was so I need to redo my blood work and see, but I'm very curious to see. So I think what's really cool about this journey is that this, this show today isn't about intermittent fasting. It's about your right. journey of exploration, one that you approached with curiosity, one where in which you discovered that consistency was the trick, not perfection. If that's the only takeaway today, that's a victory, in my opinion. Consistency, not perfection. Okay. Then what I heard you say is that you dipped in, you dabbled in community and really surrounded yourself with people who had like-minded goals, which got you through a season where that served its own purpose. And by the way, that book that you shared, I will link for everyone in the show notes. And you've discovered a way to eat that suits you. And again, it might not suit everybody. I have to eat in the morning, for example, just to, just to make sure everybody still has a seat at the table. I will pass out if I don't eat. Right. But my ideal day, I finish eating re- quite early if I have anything mm-hmm. to say about it. Because I do think that intermittent fasting now, Mandy, I just have to say to be responsible. I think it can be so, I hate to even use this word, but I think it can be so triggering because it is anchored to different meanings for different people. And so right, I right. want to offer a little trick for everyone who's joining us today. I call it intermittent eating. Oh, I love that. And the reason I call it intermittent eating is because I'm focused on when I'm consuming, when I'm adding, when I am adding nutrition and getting in what I need instead of focused on when I am not eating. And for me, I like to do my intermittent eating from morning until late afternoon or early, early evening. That's ideal. Do I do it all the time? Absolutely not. Do I do it more often than not? I try. Whereas I think the Mandy and the Ella of several years ago, honestly, it was way too much in focus. It did feel like my religion at the time. And now it's like, I'm just trying to figure out what works and I'm going to enjoy that season until that doesn't work anymore. And then I'll have to look at the dials again and see what needs adjusting. Is that relatable for you? Oh, for sure. Like even in the intermittent fasting world, I quickly learned I cannot be perfect at this, but you know, intermittent eating or intermittent fasting might not be, you know, for everyone, you know, you just keep asking and keep digging and stay curious. You know, I love that because that's how you start figuring out what works for you. Well, I really want to talk about some other questions that you brought to the table, but I have to say this and forgive me if this is not the right thing to say. So here's a little behind the scenes info, guys. When guests are about to come on the show, you know, they fill out an intake form and they submit a picture to be used for promo. This is all very standard stuff. When Mandy sent me her picture, her updated picture, I almost fell out of my chair. Mandy, again, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Okay. But it is two years later and you look five years younger. 
So thank you. That is not a weight loss comment. That is an energy, a vitality, a light in you. It is Mm -hmm. like, it's like I'm looking at the real Mandy. Oh, thank you. Now that makes me feel so excited because it really has been for me. It's, it's just where I was. I felt like if I keep going at this route, my life is not going to be vibrant. You know what I mean? And it's like, I just, there's just, it's no way to live, you know? And I think we had talked on a little bit about how my, my family is active. My husband loves mountain biking. And for the life of me, he wants me to, I don't know why he wants me to go with him, but he bought me this cute little bike. And two years ago, I was so self-conscious about getting on that bike. I did not like sitting on it. I didn't like doing it. And now it's like, I can't wait to go with him. And I'm like, what am I doing to myself? Because it's so scary, but it's so much fun at the same time. I feel like that's the reason behind all of it. It was not about a smaller gene size or anything like that. But because of that, I'm able to live my life you know? So I'm so excited about where I'm at and where I'm going to go. And for the first time, I truly have hope and believe in myself. You look so much less burdened. That's the only way I can think of to say it. Yep. I could um, almost cry right now because that truly is exactly how I feel. And that's pro- I probably could not have worded that better myself because it sounds so vain, like weight loss. My weight loss didn't come from being vain. It literally, like I was seeing my health potentially start spiraling and things like that. And yes, feeling better and looking better does, you know, obviously is amazing, but it's just the burden of all of that. Like it just, it felt very sad every day not to be able to do the things I wanted to do and just felt like it was going to get worse and worse and worse because I had no direction. So I'm very glad for my curiosity (laughs) because I just, I never give up on myself, you know, and that's what led me to you in the first place. So, but yes. I do feel way less burdened. That is 100% true. Hey, did you know you can call me? Yeah, I have a phone number. It's in the show notes. Do you know where the show notes are? This is really important because after every show, I keep all the notes so that you don't have to. So if we talk about something, I'm linking to it. If we are sharing new insights, I'm summarizing it. All the show notes are always available in your app. If you just scroll down, there's a link to them. So you open this episode, you check out the link there. If all else fails, they're always at onairella.com. There's no with, it's just onairella.com. I really hope somebody who related to episode 316 can now hear this and, and really be inspired. Again, not to reduce your body size, get healthy, lose weight if you want to. Yeah, I I absolutely, I know, I know we're not allowed to say that anymore. I am absolutely here for if somebody wants to cut fat off their body, it is your body. That means you get to do whatever you want with it. And believe me, I understand that that can be an extremely problematic door to open, but I do believe that we are very capable of having a nuanced conversation where multiple things can be true at once. And that is that you mattered two years ago and you mattered Mm -hmm. five years before that. And your fitness journey did not affect your worth in any way. And at the same time, the Mandy that I am looking at right now is so much happier because you have (laughs) dialed into yourself. And I would argue that that happiness and that light that I see in you is like, great. You lost 25 to 30 pounds here, here. But what I really think it is, is you tuned into you. You dialed into your intuition. You started paying attention to what felt good to you. You started paying attention to what stopped feeling good to you. And you stopped that disassociation with your body that plagued you for so long. That shows. 
Yes. And it feels so good. And it, and even something that I feel like I'm on the cusp of learning about too, um, not just self-acceptance, but I've realized that learning this mindset, it, it's really strange to go and lose 30 pounds and look physically like a different person, but also be able to accept that too. But I'm not a different, I mean, I'm a different person in many ways, the way that I see myself and the way I think about myself. Sometimes it's the same way I was two years ago. Um, so I feel like my journey now is shifting to a mindset um, mm. because there are days, I mean, honestly, like I'm still like my body's not good enough. I haven't lost enough weight. What else can I do to get smaller? You know, it's not always easy. And it's this is what I really want to start working on now is being okay with where I am, finding my own validation within myself. For so long, I've looked for validation from others, whether it was, does my hair look okay today? Does this outfit look okay? And I, I know this sounds so juvenile, but I don't think I had enough confidence within myself to know that the things that I was choosing to do or say or wear or style my hair or whatever. It's like, I was always constantly looking to others for that. Like um, someone else to show me the way you have to make these decisions for yourself. And that's been so incredibly hard. So. Well, it wouldn't it be lovely, Mandy, if we were like, you know, I'd really like to feel this way and even look this way and enjoy my body in this way. And then we got there and then we were done. Like, that'd be so cool. Right, right. So <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if we were static and we were like, yeah, yeah, this is it. Just freeze frame here for eternity. And I think that it's worth spending a little bit of time on some of the questions that you brought to me in recognition of the fact that this is an iterative journey and will continue mm -hmm. to be one because there's no finish line here. There's ultimately a finish exactly. line. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, but as long as we have the privilege of being here, this is an iterative journey. And it's such a fallacy and a myth that you can arrive at your destination. I mean, if somebody has arrived and they figured everything out and they're fully self-actualized, like honestly, good for them. And I would like to spend some time with them and understand what they did. But I'm only going to speak to those of us who find ourselves iterating. So with that in mind, what is on your mind now? Two years later, what's going on? Okay, so basically, I've lost, you know, all this weight. And I think mentally, I thought, Oh, I'm gonna lose all this weight. And then everything will be perfect. Not perfect. I'm, I know that just I get keep, keep getting hung up on like, I thought I would have, like, my body would look a whole lot different. And I'm not dissatisfied with it. It's just different than what I thought. So it's like, I feel like it's just like I've been dealing with unrealistic expectations. Like, will my body ever look the way that I want it to, but maybe my the way I thought I wanted it to look at 46 pair, you know, premenopause is not realistic. Does that make sense? It makes an enormous amount of sense. And you are entitled to have that question. I mean, sometimes, and you'll hear me trip over myself sometimes, because sometimes I'm like, am I even allowed to ask that? Like, am I even allowed to feel this yeah. way? Hell yes, you're allowed to feel that way. You're allowed to be like, wait, I have definitely achieved something. Like I didn't cross a finish line and it's over. We've already established that, but you definitely have gotten somewhere. And I would argue that really what it is, is you've seen a version of yourself that you will never unsee again. So I don't care if you put on 50 pounds, this is not what this is about. It's you have tapped in to 
a better version of yourself. I would actually argue a truer version of yourself. Like you've tapped into you and tapped into your own power and you can never unlearn that. You can never unsee it. You can never unbe it, right? You can get lost from it, but no one can take that part away from you. And so then it feels like, is it okay that sometimes I look in the mirror or God forbid, I see a photograph that I wasn't, you know, from a not (laughs) ideal angle with perfect lighting. Right. Um, Is it okay to feel like, you know, ugh, I, you know, I was hoping for it to be 10 degrees better or whatever. First of all, the feeling is always okay. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do with it? And something that I've experienced is when we talk about these things and we talk about self-examination and like kind of beating ourselves up or just feeling like we're not perfect and we don't look our absolute best. I think that a lot of times we we talk about it like we're always comparing ourselves to someone else. Like we're comparing ourselves to that perfect person that, you know, you used to see in magazines when when magazines were a thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, RIP. Or when you saw someone in the media or your girlfriend who always looked fabulous and put together. But I'll be honest with you, Mandy, I think that the thing that we do much more often is we compare ourselves to a version of ourselves. So we're comparing ourselves to either 22 year old us or fictional us that's never existed except in our heads, you know, future ideal us like, but, but it's some version of us. I actually find that's the bigger gremlin in the room. Yeah. What's, I think what's really hard for me is many women will go back. Well, the day that I got married, this is how much I weighed. And I can go back to that point, but many of us have, you know, this history of yo-yo dieting and or taking whatever weight loss pills or, you know, whatever. And for me, you know, to get down to such a small size when I got married was the product of yo-yo dieting and taking pills and things like that. But I got down to this size. That's not an organic size for me. If I keep comparing myself to who I was almost 25 years ago when we got married, that's not going to do me any good. I mean, I have to really just every day look at this is where I am now. Let's move forward and whatever that looks like. It's and it's not so much about, you know, the number on the scale as much as it is about being healthy and vibrant and fit and being able to ride that mountain bike with my husband and things like that. Would you trade places with 20-year-old you? You get everything that 20-year-old had and nothing 46-year-old you gets. Oh, Would you trade? No. No way. That person just was trying so hard, so hard, so unbelievably hard to fit into a body that was never meant for her. It was such hard work to just try to beat myself into this body that, you know, the good Lord did not bless me with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, you know, from here out, you know, doing things in a healthy manner and taking care of my body and doing something that is sustainable you know, because you can only take diet pills for so long, you can only follow a crazy diet for so long before you reach burnout, or your body just can't take it anymore. And those things are not sustainable. And I did at least have those wits about me as I got older, as you know, as new diet fads would happen, or, you know, pills would come on the market, you know, this is a course before you learned how to eat well, and what a whole what whole foods were, or what processed foods were. Um, I've always just had this thing in the back of my brain about like, but could I do that forever? Could I do that forever? And I feel like now just the way um, that I'm running everything now, I feel like this is just something that's going to be a part of my life. Let's talk more about this phenomenon of beating ourselves up because 
we look differently than we did 20 years ago or from that idealized version of ourselves in our heads. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine at, who is absolutely fantastic looking and cannot stop herself from comparing herself to her fantastic looking 20 year old version of herself. Okay. Right. And, and here's where I got to, because I, I don't think this is a place for platitudes and I care too much about each and every one of you and myself, quite frankly, to just try and pat this down with platitudes. So I'm going to talk about a couple of very specific things that I think might help here. And the first one is to talk about this in terms of aging. I have said it before, and I will say it again. We're all aging. Aging is not something that's happening to 40-year-old women. <laughs> it is something that's <laughs> happening to your 11-year-old and to a 30-year-old and to a 99-year-old. Like the moment we get going, we are engaged in a process called aging. It's just that we don't use that verbiage when we're younger. I say that because we are constantly changing. That is the one guarantee. Actually, there are two. One is that we will expire eventually. And the second is that until then, we are going to change and to change. I cannot mm -hmm. think, this doesn't mean I don't do it, but I cannot think of a bigger waste of my time and my life force and my intelligence and my energy than comparing myself to a version of me that does not exist anymore or right. never did. <laughs> Probably right, never right. did. <laughs> yes. That's wild to think about. That is so true. The other thing is, and here's like just a practical tip. I find it very useful because again, that doesn't mean knowing this doesn't mean we're going to stop doing it. Okay. But awareness and saying it out loud does take an enormous amount of its power away, does take some of the air out of it. So what I do sometimes is I say, oh, look at me comparing 50 year old self to 22 year old self. That's actually not true for me. Like I would take 50 year old me over 22 year old me all day. <laughs> like she did not have any part of her act together. Okay. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> for example purposes, saying it out loud when you are doing that to yourself, or if you're more disciplined than I and you journal regularly, it's a wonderful thing to discuss with mm -hmm. yourself in writing as well. But when we call it what it is and we say, oh, look what I'm doing, how funny I'm spending any energy at all and comparing myself to a person that hasn't existed for 20 years or never existed, whichever one is more true for you. So in short, identifying what we're doing, understanding what a drain it is on our resources and our life force, that will help stop more than self-flagellation and shame ever could. So that's just one right. little thing that I want to offer. No, I love that. I love saying that out loud like that. It kind of just like brings you back into the present. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel like a confident person? There are times I do. There are also times that I don't. So I don't know if that has to do with my cycle because, you know, hormonally, I think, I think it's more tapped into hormonally. So, you know, after you ovulate, you get um, this burst of like, you can conquer the world. Right. So I've noticed that, like, I can always tell around ovulation that I could just do anything. I'm more creative, definitely way more confident. And then, of course, you know, my cycle, getting around to where your cycle starts, it's just like everything just kind of feels like it's tanking and it's just like you feel like you're back in the slums again. And so hormonally, I can tell 
that. But also, you know, hormones aside, just in general life, I feel like there's been a lot this year that has changed. I know there there's one thing that's just is so funny. I feel like there's all these like little things that I always want to point out to my husband and be like, do you notice I do this now? Because I feel so much more confident. But so he's a gentleman. He opens the door whenever we go somewhere, you know, to let me walk in first. And I hate it. I mean, I love that he does that. But it's like, I don't want to walk in a room first. I want him to walk in a room. Oh, I see. I don't want, right, right, right. He's like, now you're more than welcome to walk in and scoot to the side. And then I'll come in. He's like, but I'm not going to just like walk in before you and not hold the door open for you. So, so he's being he's being polite and yes. you're being anxious. Right, right. Okay. So, but okay. I actually have I've actually have done so much better with that just and I'm making myself do it. That's something that I've been better about facing my fears. I have a very worst case scenario thinking anything about a situation. Like if you want the bad the worst case scenario about something just ask me and I've got you. Like I can tell you anything. But with that like I I will like have a lot of anxiety about doing things, but I've been forcing myself to face those fears, you know, and have courage and do them anyways. I mean, just all kinds of things like walking in, in that room, uh, mountain biking, uh, learning to ride a motorcycle, photography, just, you know, getting out of my own way and facing those things. So, yeah. No, I, I hear you. You're saying that crazy stuff because you're saying that it's small. It's not small. You, you, <laughs> I believe I may have dreamt this, but I believe that when we last spoke, you said you had anxiety making phone calls, like calling phone people calls. to deal yes. with stuff. Yes. yes. These little things, they are our entire <laughs> life, Mandy. These aren't small mm -hmm. things at all. Walking into a room with your shoulders back and your head up is not a small thing. Being willing yeah. to deal with people with out allowing yourself anxiety or, or or having the tools to shut it down or to manage it or to mitigate it. That's not a small thing. These tiny yeah. things are our entire life. I absolutely applaud you. And I think that these quote, small examples, they make up our whole life and how you do one thing is how you do everything. So in other words, if Mandy today is somebody that can pick up the phone with a little more oomph <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and a little less <laughs> than before, yeah. like these are big moves. And the reason I asked you that is because when I was speaking to you as we were setting up this call, you said, you know, I'm not sure if I will ever truly feel confident in my own skin. But when I asked you, you gave the most authentic answer, which is sometimes you will and it's sometimes you won't. Yeah. You know, you're not always going to put on Instagram or social media, you know, you're when you're at your worst. Well, one of the reasons I brought this up is because I think that we could talk about, you know, fitness, we can talk about fat loss goals, we can talk about lifestyle and nutrition and eating habits. At the end of the day, I think that we want to feel confident. I think we want a high positive self-esteem. I think we want to feel seen and heard. And I think ultimately, that's what we're really talking about here. I think it supersedes yeah. some of the, you know, that's the umbrella over this entire conversation. And so one of the reasons I wanted to share your conversation today and your follow-up and your journey is to demonstrate that confidence or happiness or self-esteem or whatever words resonate with you does not come from the net result that you got by learning a certain eating lifestyle for yourself. It's great, but but that ain't it. Right. You did something much bigger here. You dialed in, you stopped dissociating, you tuned in to what you needed, and 
you felt what it felt like to live in your own power. You felt what it felt like to live under your own steam. You stopped or greatly reduced looking externally for the validation that you needed to think, act, or feel about anything. And that is the journey that I just really wanted to share with people. Because when you can reframe your definition of what success looks like, it's not all these external things. When you reframe your definition of what success looks like, it starts with you, it ends with you. And in between those two things, it's you. (laughs) It's me. It's me. Um, since I was 12 years old, I've had a diary into a journal and, and somewhere, I, I can't remember who I was reading either a book or a listen to a YouTube video or something. And they were talking about this person was saying, you know, don't just journal about like the, the problems you have journal about the wins, like journal about your wins and your gratitude and what you're thankful for, no matter how big or small it is, you know, picking up the phone call and calling the doctor's office or, you know, scheduling something or taking something off of my husband's you know, to-do list and making phone calls for him or whatever it is, just anything that seems like it's simple for other people to do, but it's hard for me to do. And I accomplished that. That's a big win in my book. And I think that's important to do is to keep a tally of sorts of, you know, your wins and victories. And it just, it's, it's confident boosting. There is an enormous amount of habit research to back up what you're saying. And when you celebrate the quote, small wins, you Mm -hmm. are feeding and rewarding the part of your brain that will help you keep going. So you are definitely on to something. Mandy, it's almost like you've been listening to podcasts or something. (laughs) I mean, so many podcasts. (laughs) Mandy, I cannot wait to check in on you after some time has gone by. And I hope you're really, really proud of yourself. But I mostly want to thank you for not just being an example of what's possible, Mandy, but being an example of what is real. And what is real is that it is a journey every single day. That sounds like a platitude. It's the damn truth. And every single day we have choices to make. You have made more helpful choices than hurtful ones. And that's what's made the difference in your life. Yeah, it's just been, you know, really cool to just kind of go back and listen to that podcast and just kind of rehash, like really think about how far I come And Some people will be discouraged about like, well, I'm just starting now. Two years seems so long. But let me tell you, just day by day, you're making effort and putting in the work. And then just one day, you just start seeing it all kind of come together. And yes, there's still going to be more ups and downs and twists and turns. I mean, you know, that's just what life is and how you learn to cope with it and deal with it, you know, tells your story. And that's the thing is, it's my story. It's part of who I am. And I just, I hope it can encourage anybody listening, just keep going and believe in yourself because life is pretty amazing. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just head over to onairella.com where I put up links to all of the stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. There's no with, it's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing the show and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.